Well, good afternoon to you. Bruce Claggett in for Jill. Great to be with you during the noon hour today. You know, um, this is always interesting. When you think the government has more of an idea of how to curb something like addiction than the rest of us. And there is this announcement this week that BC is going to remove nicotine pouches from corner stores. Our provincial health minister, Adrian Dix, announcing that nicotine pouches will no longer be legally sold at your local 7-Eleven or other corner store in the province. Now, the Consumer Choices Center's Toronto-based North American Affairs manager is calling BS on this. He says, removing a tool for smokers to quit from the place they buy their smokes, well, that's like a huge step backward. Now, let's uh, get a little bit more from him. David Clement is the Consumer Choice Center North American Affairs Manager, and he joins us. Good afternoon, David. Thank you very much for having me on. You know, for those of us who are maybe not as familiar, what are we talking about? What is this product and how does it work? So it's uh, a nicotine pouch. It has no tobacco in it. Um, And it offers smokers a way to get away from smoking. Because, I mean, we all know, we probably all have smokers who are in our lives, or maybe we were one once. And the process of quitting is very difficult. And the research shows that people um, go back to smoking very frequently before they can finally kick the habit. And so nicotine pouches are a way for smokers to get away from smoking. And they've been true. Originally, the, the product or the concept comes from Sweden, where they've seen tremendous results in terms of nearly eliminating smoking entirely. And so we saw a legal product launch uh, in Canada. And now, unfortunately, the health minister has decided to take that product out of convenience stores um, and my perspective on this and our perspective on this is they really should be sold where cigarettes are sold so that every time a smoker goes in to buy cigarettes, they can see that a significantly less risky alternative is available to them. And so when we make it less accessible in that way, you're discouraging the availability of, of, of options for people to quit. And from a public health perspective, that's a huge step backwards from a harm a harm reduction perspective, it's it's pretty hypocritical given everything else that the province has put forward recently. Now, the interesting thing here in the announcement from the province is in order to get the product, you'll have to go to a pharmacy, see a pharmacist, not get a prescription or anything, but uh, it's one of those behind-the-counter things like, uh, you know, certain medications are a little bit stronger than the ones out in the aisles. And like those, you will have to ask the pharmacist for this. Do you think that that is an approach that recognizes this as maybe something that is more of a health benefit than a consumer product? And maybe that's a good thing? Well, I would argue no, because you can buy cigarettes without having to see a pharmacist. You can buy all sorts of other age-restricted goods without having to see a pharmacist. And the point is, is that you want to signal to smokers where they buy their products that this option exists for them in the same way that we sell vape products at convenience stores for the same reason. Um, And this is where it really irritates me from a harm reduction perspective, because 
when German researchers did the analysis comparing smoking to vaping to nicotine pouches, if smoking is a risk level of 100, then nicotine pouches are a risk level of one. Um, they have the same uh, risk profile as Nicorette or any of the gums or lozenges um, that are sold. And those products don't have to be sold in a pharmacy. Um, you, you do not have to ask a pharmacist to, um, to get Nicorette. They can be sold uh, technically virtually anywhere. And so we have a bit of a, a regulatory mismatch here. And I think that the province has missed the mark and overreacted um, based on some legitimate concerns. Uh, we obviously don't want kids having these. Um, that's a legitimate concern, but I don't think you have to segregate the product entirely to pharmacies to deal with the issue. Of well, and I could imagine stuff. there were a lot of pharmacists, David, that uh, when this came out probably did the old sigh. Oh, no. And uh, realizing that they would have to have difficult conversations at times with people coming up and requesting these. But one also has to wonder if there is something that needs a little bit more of an explanation from someone that knows something, and that's not going to be your clerk at 7-Eleven. That's possible, but we trust, we already trust uh, the person behind the desk at a 7-Eleven to sell things like vape products responsibly. Um, and we technically, based on the regulations, trust any retailer to sell Nicorette or uh, lozenges, um, sprays, anything else. All of those can be sold um, a retail outlet. They now happen to predominantly be sold in pharmacies, but there's no rule saying that they have to be. And so... It really is, for me, just an issue of where do smokers buy their cigarettes and how do we, as quickly as possible, convince or nudge them to something else away from smoking and help them in the past away from smoking? Because that's, that's been a public health goal for decades, and we've kind of tapered off in terms of um, rates in which Canadians are quitting. We're doing a fairly good job. And I'd like to see us go that one step further and embrace harm reduction principally uh, in order to do so. And as I mentioned before, with a country like Sweden, they're, one, they're the only country in Europe where lung cancer isn't the top killing cancer in the country. And the reason for that is because virtually nobody smokes. And the reason why virtually nobody smokes is that everybody who did smoke uses things like nicotine pouches. Um, to get away from smoking entirely. So we have a really good case study of where this works. And in the speech model, it's readily available for, for adults in the same way that you and I are talking about now. It's not in a way um, and, limited, and limited to pharmacies. And so we have a playbook that we can approach in terms of the goal of limiting, uh, reducing the amount of smokers. We just have to maybe take the horse blinders off and look around the world and see what's working and what's not. David Clement is our guest. He is a Consumer Choice Center North American Affairs Manager. 
And we're talking about the move by our provincial health minister, Adrian Dix, removing nicotine pouches from corner stores, putting them into pharmacies behind the pharmacy counter. And now you're going to have to ask a pharmacist if you want one of these. Uh, David, uh, in making the announcement, I don't want you to really speak for Adrian Dix, but I have to point out that part of the announcement was linking this to helping curb addiction for youth and children. Where do you see that yep. connection? Well, I, I think the if you want to curb addiction for youth, you could mandate that they be sold behind the counter in convenience stores, right? You, you can add that extra layer of of um, oversight. That's, I think, a pretty reasonable um, approach. That would have been something that would have stopped uh, minors from, let's say, being able to grab this off a shelf. Uh, although I will say, traditionally speaking, they are sold from behind the counter now um, in a lot of, res- at least the responsible retailers, um, because they know that to do the right thing, you should probably put it behind the counter. Um, that's a big piece. But the evidence right now in terms of access or attractiveness to non-smokers, which includes minors, if I go back to the German risk assessment, only about 11 or 12% of people who've never smoked are even remotely interested in nicotine pouches. And that's really, really low in comparison to smokers whose interest is about 75%. So here we have a product that's very, very, very enticing for smokers and not quite so enticing for non-smokers, which includes minors. And so there's just a couple quick changes the province could have made to ensure they don't end up in the hands of kids. Bruce Plunkett in for Jill this afternoon. We've been talking about BC getting rid of nicotine pouches from corner stores, putting them into pharmacies and putting them behind the shelf so you have to talk to a pharmacist to get one. Our guest is David Clement. Uh, David Clement is the Consumer Choice Center North American Affairs Manager. And uh, I know, David, just before the break, uh, you were suggesting that there are a couple things that uh, you would like to see from the government, uh, what are those things? Yeah, I mean, if they're concerned about youth access, the easiest step here would have just been to say that they have to be sold from behind the counter at convenience stores. Um, that is the, the lowest hanging fruit in terms of making sure that kids aren't get, getting their hands on it. Um, and, I mean, that would be the, the very easy step because, uh, that, that was, that's essentially what a pharmacist is doing. Uh, a pharmacist isn't asking for ID. Uh, a pharmacist isn't in the business of age verifying purchases. They don't traditionally handle those types of transactions. A convenience store is. Um, and so that would be the easiest first step is to just go that route and put it behind the counter so that you don't have anyone, let's say, swiping it off of a, a rack uh, where it should be. I think that's a reasonable regulation here. Um, but the reason why it should stay, as I said earlier, in convenience stores is just so that it is front-fitting for a smoker where they buy their cigarettes and so that they know that, okay, I can maybe maybe I won't pick up a pack of cigarettes today. Maybe I'll try this. So let's see if this works. 
and I, I think we should be encouraging from a public policy discuss, discussion those um, those decisions rather than trying to make it harder for smokers to have access to these. Okay, David, let's take those and go to our callers uh, in Surrey. Terry, Terry, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I hear what David's trying to say, and I'm speaking as an expert smoker myself. And there's one key element in this that he's completely overlooking. Quitting smoking isn't about willpower. It's a physically addictive drug. You cannot have a couple of packs or a couple of packs and not be addicted. So these smokers, myself included, need the help of professionals like pharmacies. It is out of their physical control. And the number one goal we should be having right now is doing absolutely everything in our power to stop teenagers from having access to it. And right now, unfortunately, there's an increase in teenagers using tobacco. It's gone up from 11% in 2019 to over 20%. Terry, let me ask you on that one, and I think you raise a point that I kind of kind of glossed over, and I think you did a very good job of uh, bringing this up again. When you have a conversation with a pharmacist, you're taking it to another level. Is that what you're saying, Terry? Yes, because you need help. It is not willpower. It is physically reaction when you when you stop smoking. It, it's not something that you, like, I don't know, um, a bag of chips, I'm on a diet, oh, I'm just going to stop. But you can't do that. It's physical. It's an addiction. Okay, and, let's take um, that and let's go back to uh, David. Thanks a lot for the call, by the way, Terry. Uh, David, what do you think about what she has to say? Well, congratulations for being a former smoker. That's great. Um, it is an addiction. Uh, it is a chemical one. Um, I'm not saying go cold turkey, but she seems to be making uh, a very common mistake. Um, no ill will or criticism per se towards her. Um, she's talking about youth tobacco use. This isn't a t- tobacco product. There is no tobacco in it. And that is the point. Um, and so it's a means for people to take their own health into their own hands and it outperformed at a pharmacy like Nicorette, the gums and the patches. Um, The research that's been published on this shows that when smokers use things like nicotine pouches, they end up being more successful in terms of actually quitting, which is part of the, which is part of her point is that, it's not just something you can set down and walk away from. It's an addiction. Okay, lots of I, calls. Let's see if we can get a couple more in here, David. Let's go to Port Booty and Rick. Uh, Rick, what do you think? Uh, Bruce, David, thanks for uh, taking my call. You know what, Bruce, I mean, I don't know if David would know this, but uh, I'm banging my head against the wall in just disbelief, just the stupidity of how this sounds. Here you have a government that has made legal every type of illicit drug from fentanyl to cocaine to marijuana and they're falling they're dying or they're falling on the sword on this product like give your head a shake is there no one within their group of of, uh, advisors that look at this and say um hang on a second let me put my hand up here you know we are trying to stop uh, cigarette smoking but we're letting all this other stuff kill people right left and center rick i Where think is this is head? part of exactly what i was saying it's it's yep. kind of 
Not only that, but for the government to think that they actually have an ability to change a habit by making a move like this is uh, is beyond my ability to even think that they've got a grasp on reality. I appreciate the phone call. Let's see if we could get in one more. Uh, Coquitlam and Steve. Steve, what do you think? Um, These products that are sold here in corner stores in Sweden and Finland, they're also sold at pharmacies. They're not sold in corner stores there. Oh, okay. They're sold at all sorts of retail outlets in Sweden. Uh, private stores, standalone stores, stores specifically for these products, um, they're fairly widely available, which is part of the success um, in Sweden specifically. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Appreciate all the phone calls, Steve, and the others that we did not get to. Um, but, you know, is it going to work? And that's ultimately something that has to be and should be and has to be reviewed when you bring in something like this. And I'm looking forward to visiting this about a year or two down the road. David, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it.